Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It happens every night. Every night. I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. No. Nope. Summer heat never treats me kind. It leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice. Then I'll see you at another time. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. No. For another place And I got Three good tires and a spare Right to the hook Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there Oh Budget Live Not so live From the low budget live bar and grill And we are Freaking Back we're back. Whoo, man. We are back in Southern Middle Tennessee. Welcome, you bunch of low lifers. This is the podcast for Monday, July 10th. And we took a week off, which when you do a podcast that comes out on Monday, turns into being about two weeks off. And I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. I I, uh, I said on the last show we did there that, that uh, I was going to take some time with the family I was going to take some time to mourn the fact that I was turning 40 years old and I was going to go to the beach and actually have myself a vacation. And I did just that. I did just that. So many of y'all reached out. We're missing you. We're missing you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But, uh, man, it was, uh, it was a good break. You kind of get, we all do this in life and y'all know this, um, 
for damn sure, but we you get in a routine, you do this same thing every week. So to have that hard pause vacation, I, I really do think is important in life. And so family and I, man, we got all the kids, Triple Threat and I, even took Harper's boyfriend Keaton with us. He's 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 making the cut. We like us some Keaton. So we we uh we went down to the old Daggum Panhandle, rented us a house, and uh all was well. All was well. We skipped out on doing a week's worth of the podcast. I turned 40 down there. I drank a lot of Tito's. I ate a lot of uh raw oysters. And I feel like, and if I if I wanted everybody to throw up, I would do this podcast shirtless. But I feel like I, I'm one that, man, I don't get sunburned a lot. And for whatever reason, it was like being on the face of the sun down there. And when I tell you what's going on under this shirt right now, is I'm going back to my new skin that I had, I think, when I was actually born. I think we own about layer number nine of skin. So I am uh, I am burnt to a crisp. But I am back in the bar and grill, and I uh, appreciate, man. I had so many people with the well wishes, the birthday wishes, and uh, it does matter. It means a lot. I try to get back to as many of you as I as I could on that, and uh, it's it's always amazing that people pay attention. It's always amazing, and uh, kind of ended birthday week, birthday celebration. We got the triple threats birthday coming up. Hers is on the eleventh, and. We uh, we always do this combined party throwdown for Happy Birthday America, Happy Birthday Marissa, Happy Birthday Luke, and we ended that. We did. I'm recording on Sunday. We did that last night, and it rained for the most part, and we were all jammed up in the house. Had the biggest crowd I think we've ever had. But but uh, some dear dear friends and some folks that I, I just uh, was so glad to spend time with. All in one place, non fishing industry related, non work related. We all we all just had a damn good time last night. And I even let Gerald Swindle on my property. I tried to get my dog to bite him. Him and Dumb Darian both showed up. Miss Kay Donaldson, ABT, was here. Um, Brad Knight, BK showed up. Big C. It was just a star studded event. Uh, so many, so many near and dear friends of mine from TH Marine and. It was a good damn night, family and, and friends. So ended that last night, and uh, the rain gave us a break enough to shoot about $9,000 worth of fireworks. I need a fireworks sponsor. I, I see y'all Bassmaster, y'all sponsored by, I think, the Anderson's own TNT, but uh, I need I need some fire more fireworks in my life, and uh, we break the bank on them every year. We had a dang good time, man. There was, there was a few missing, but uh, it was <laughs> no digits missing, but a few folks missing. Because of the weather, but it was a it was a damn good night, and uh, it's always good to get in like that. Just y'all know what that that fellowshipping mode that is always just uh, it means a lot. And right headed into ICAST, so we're going to do some more of that this week down there in the middle of that Orlando craziness. But uh, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all for letting me take a week off. Thank y'all for the birthday wishes, and just thank y'all for being damn low lifers. All right, let's get with it. Let's get with it right here. So. The only thing this company doesn't make is something that would take care of a nasty, nasty, nasty sunburn. They got you covered on mildew stainer cleaner. They got you protected with their extreme clean series. All kinds of good stuff. It's star bright season, but also that StarTron kicks ethanol in the teeth. It does not kick a sunburn in the teeth. I was so desperate that I rubbed StarTron. That may be why my skin's peeling off. 
I'm pretty sure it says on the label not to do that. Start trying kicking ethanol in the teeth in your weed eater, in your chainsaw, most importantly, in your outboard engine. And Starbright cleaning products going to have you looking fresh out there on the water. Starbright. And the folks at Star Trek bringing you LBO for a very long time. Now, we appreciate the folks in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Pro Guide Batteries. ProGuideBatteries.com. Use code LBL10 there to save you some cash on their new lithium batteries. I hope you all took advantage of that 4th of July sale. It is now over. So LBL10 is where it's at to get you some of those new lithiums. I got the lithium trollings. I got the lithium cranking batteries. I got a plethora of accessories on there. ProGuideBatteries.com. Baitworks.com, bait-works.com, bait-works.com, Duncan-10 at bait-works.com. They had the mega sale, crazy sale through the 4th of July, but Duncan-10 will save you money there. They have got so many things in stock right now, probably less than they did after the 4th of July sale, but don't order it from them. If you don't want it to show up at your door, get you some of the Luke Duncan's low budget live LOB jigs, whatever you want to call them. Lots of bites is what it stands for in this case. Freaking seven colors, action-packed little jig right there, trust me. Finer than frog hair skirt materials, got that three-alt trocar hook. Not not a game-changer like we'll see this week, you know. There, there are so many game-changers coming out this week. Um, but it certainly gets a lot of bites. So get over there, bait-works.com. They got all kind of stuff on there, mega bass, you name it. Get on there. Bait-works.com. And last but not least, hang the freaking banner. <laughs> Express Boats Hot Springs, Arkansas, the original all-welded aluminum bass boat, sea deck bow to CERN, 96-inch beam, 96-inch beam. Stable, stable fishing platform. If you've ever fished out of an aluminum boat, this is not your granddaddy's aluminum boat. Stable. You can take three, four grown men, have them moving around in the boat. You'll never know the difference. It's as stable as any fishing platform I've ever been in, and maybe better. Uh, storage for days. Absolute best hole shot in the game with the 250 Yamaha show. Y'all hear me say it each and every week. It is my boat of choice for a multitude of reasons. It is a, uh, it is a freaking battleship. The X-19 is a great boat. You've got the bay boats. You've got the little H-17. So many choices at Express Boats who've been in building excitement since 1966. Express Boats, we're coming up on their uh, big dealer meeting we're going to do here in just a, just a few, few weeks. Uh, all right, ICAST week. I don't even know why we do ICAST at this point because we just release everything way before. There's like 97 new trolling motors. Uh, Garmin's got their new saltwater trolling motor, which does look badass. I wish I had a saltwater boat. Um, the Kraken, which is a cool ass name too. But uh, Minkota released their new uh, new brushless, you know, little deal, little Ultrex deal, brushless, quiet, you know, which is what Garmin and, and the Rants and Power Poles, what their theirs are all based off of that brushless technology. And and I can speak for the Garmin Force. It's uh, it is just that. It's fast. It's quiet and uh it's really cool when everything went to brushless i've been running that for many many moons now but uh several years but uh everything drops though man you get on bassmaster like oh here's everything you're gonna freaking see a lot of it's just knockoff stuff looks like for the most part uh you know kind of typical typical year you, you you play the game of what's berkeley gonna release this year that everybody else already makes 
that kind of deal. Uh, I saw some new chatterbaits coming that are cool. I don't know. I'll report back after the show. I normally don't get to roam around too much down there. I'm kind of pinned up in the TH booth, but uh, yeah, it's just, I still I'm confused on why we even have iCast. That, that's kind of been that's been my my preach it all week since I got back from vacations because everything just comes out. Used to it was like this anticipation when you before you went to iCast because you were going to see all the new stuff. There was going to be a buzz around what was going to win this award or that award. And now you just see it all on social media two weeks before. And it's like, oh, are there any actual surprises? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's cool that you can go over and actually see what you've already seen on social media 57 times. But uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's a weird show. It's a very weird show. It's changed a lot over the years. But this is iCast week. So game changers be damned, as Fat Cat says. Game changers. He he was the first one, I will say, that pointed out that everything is called a game changer. And I see a lot of people running with that now, but that is Fat Cat all the freaking way. All right. So, uh, yeah, real quick before we get into the goods, and I don't know how well you can see this because this light's really bright. But I uh, just want to give a shout-out to Gussie. I got back in the office this week, and we've got a new office at TH Marine. I think this got lost in the mail a little bit, but I got it this week. It's a Bassmaster magazine with my boy Gussie on the cover. Gussie's got it, and he uh, he signed it, sent it to me there at the office. Luke, keep up and keep entertaining us with LBL. Appreciate the friendship, Gussie. That's a class act. I want to say that that was uh, a very cool thing to receive and we'll find its place here in the bar and grill there's lots of things hanging up in here you can't see but that will be framed and put in here forever because that's that's too cool man it's uh i talked about gussie when he won he's a guy that i immediately had a connection with when we met on the flw tour but but everybody feels that way when they meet gussie because that's how he makes you feel because he's a great human and uh, it's so cool to see a guy like him that you know and you know how hard he works win the biggest tournament in bass fishing uh, the Bassmaster Classic. So, shout out Gussie for the very, very cool gift. Very cool. Uh, so I've seen I've seen this going around and it makes me laugh. But I've seen this going around this week and and it's it's it did what it was meant to do, which was stir up crap. But uh, the BassFan.com World Rankings. First of all, when Jay Kumar ran Bass Fan and owned Bass Fan, the Bass Fan World Rankings like meant something because he hosted this cool ass tournament at the end of it where it was like FLW tour guys and Bassmaster guys. It was awesome. It was awesome. Back in, uh, back in the day, as they say, it was definitely back in the day, but the Bass fan rankings were, and they were controversial. Then you just didn't have the uh, ability to comment on Facebook 47 times about it or Instagram, but they, they mattered then. Uh, now, I mean, and I saw MLF shared and, and a lot of anglers. I know uh, Jacob Wheeler's number one in the world. No, sh- no shock there to Bass Fan, but uh, uh, and he's kills it right. Little Alton in second, but it took to like ninth place, I think, to even have a Bassmaster Elite Series angler on there. <laughs> but people are just losing their mind. I just laugh, whatever. Keep scrolling. They're owned by the same media company that owns Major League Fishing, dummies. The exact same company. Of course they're going to be like more Major League Fishing centric. If you didn't know that, now you do. Calm down. Get off the keyboard. You're just feeding into the damn algorithm and getting them more clicks on their dumb freaking articles. Like, it's like... Bass Fan was edgy. That used to be, dude, every morning when Kumar had it, you got on BassFan.com to get the T, as the kids say. The T, it just sucks. Like, it's just not a good website. Sorry. Um, like, I don't, 
who goes to a website to get information anyways anymore? Like social media, like half the guys are telling you crap two or three days, like having ICAS, like you're finding out the goods before people actually report on it most of the time. So I don't know. It's like any other media company though. It's not going to be, um, they're owned by who they're owned by. They're not going to be unbiased in any kind of way. Right. Like, but the rankings, it's just something to stir people up. It's like saying, who's the best of LeBron or Michael Jordan? People just lose their mind over on the internet, that kind of thing that, that stirs up a conversation that like in stays in sports talk radio. It's the same kind of deal, but they're owned by MLF, the same company that owns MLF, same media company. So they're going to go, oh, these guys are all the, the guys that you need to see. And then you, the more you comment and go, what about blah, 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 blah. People lose their mind. People lose their mind. Um, I think Kyle Wilcher made the the top ten for Bass there. I haven't really looked at it that close. But uh, there's a lot of dudes that just have stone cold, and it's supposed to be like a running average, but there's a lot of guys that just crack them on the Elite Series. This will always be the problem when you got two different things um, that they look into, but it's definitely a problem if they're issuing out the best anglers in the world when they're owned by the same company where – nine of the 10 best anglers in the world are competing according to them. So quit commenting on that. Lord have mercy. Um, made me laugh all week though. I will say that. And then uh, I got a really good guest today that I'm looking forward to talking to for mul- multiple reasons, but uh, hearing through the grapevine, I've had a lot of folks reach out on social about this too. That MLF, basically, there might be like one person that did something that they're going to actually supposedly penalize, even though multiple people broke rules on camera. You can see it. We've talked it to death. Um, But here we go again. Now I'm hearing they're passing polygraphs. They're passing polygraphs, but they're they're failing in their hearts. (laughs) I don't know, man. I think it's a weird thing to polygraph somebody if you see their actions on camera, right? And I know, uh, just again, through the grapevine, that a lot of these dudes are panicked, and, and they should be, because if it if you get DQ'd for what was very blatant uh, on camera, then uh, people are going to think different of you, and, and rightfully so, rightfully so, because if you're willing to go that far when the camera's pointed at you, I don't want to know what you do off camera, and I've said that on the show, so... I don't know. Uh, once again, feel like they're dropping the ball. Shocker in the fishing industry that we're not DQing somebody that we should. And uh, we'll find any way to not give out a DQ. Uh, I don't get it again. And like I said, I have talked to a number of people from Bass Pro Tour that fish, and there are a lot of not happy not happy veteran pros about what's going on. Insert name here, basically. They're pissed about this situation. And if anybody tries to sugarcoat that to you in any other way, that it's all bubbles and butterflies and there aren't veteran pros pissed off about this situation, they are hashtag lying to you. We can't use hashtags anymore either, by the way, because Instagram threads killed Twitter. So now hashtags are gone. But anyways, hashtag lying to you. If anybody tells you any different, there's a lot of freaking pissed off people over this situation. And, and it's just, well, it just didn't happen. Let's just look over here, whatever. Um, 
I'm just trying to decide if I, I we'll we'll wait and see what they do. We'll wait and see what they do. And I've had several people. We've talked about a lot of the names on here. A lot of people are like, you should name the name. I've named most of the names. Most of the names have been named. You don't have to look hard to find who's being accused of any of this at all. But, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, imagine that. Imagine that. Here we go. Another another big old sweep right on the rug. Sucks, man. I think a mass DQ of people that were doing wrong would be a bigger statement than what's happening. And I guess they just think that it's that, that maybe all this stuff's not getting out to the public. Like, do you live in a damn bubble that much that you don't realize that smart asses like me are talking about it and a lot of other people? Like, come on, dude. The damn Alabama Bass Council going hard in the paint on it. Freaking slick throwing, throwing straight gas at them. Uh, and it's like Jeff Sprague 2.0. I, I, it was funny, I was... I was looking uh, just bored uh, the other day, and I actually found the press release from when he snagged those fish at Lake Fork on camera and all that, and it was like, Sprague's best, uh, you know, deemed officially scorable or whatever, and it was just the dumbest just freaking press release, like the whole thing, man. It's like, God, just do the right thing one time. And then they hung Sprague out to dry last year because <laughs> they had no choice after I cast when everything got so crazy. So anyways... I don't know. We shall see. One thing is for sure, ladies and gentlemen, we are fixing to talk to. We're going to try to get him on the phone. Make sure he hasn't texted me to tell me he's disappearing into the into the uh, the day here. So this guy I had him on not long ago. One of my favorite people in the fishing industry. One of everybody's favorite people in the fishing industry. I feel like we're going to get the sauce from him. Presented by the W Sauce. They got their new breakfast sauce. It's delicious on everything. You can just about drink it. Breakfast sauce, but the W Sauce America's Worcestershire sauce. That's a hard word to say. They came up with it over in damn Europe. Over over across the scene, this is America. And we call it the W Sauce. So get you some of it. Uh, local store here in town was selling it. And uh, Ace Hardware. Excuse me, True Value. And uh, here in my hometown of Aylberg, Tennessee. It was really cool. He had a whole display. He says he's killing it with it. So it's selling really good. So it's cool to see. Cool to see in person. We're going to get to sauce right now, though. This man has two million. Yes. Two million. You read that right. Two million dollars in career earnings in tournament bass fishing. He has seven wins. 51 top tens. He's won two Bassmaster Classics. He's won an Angler of the Year over on the old Bass Pro Tour. He's won a couple of them BPTs now at this point. Absolutely insane. He just won Lake St. Clair. We're going to get him on the phone right now and get the sauce from him. Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Lee. Fingers crossed he remembers the interview. You never know. He might not, he, he might for real just dodge us. What's up, Jordan Lee on low budget live? Hey, it's been it's been a little while. Well, I think we did one. What I think we did the Christmas celebration episode was with you last year, so it hasn't been that long. And now this is like Christmas in July, buddy. Right here, I know, dude. I know, and uh, I'm doing it from. Maybe I'll have good service on Lake Gunnersville. It's been a it's been a little while since I've been out here, so I decided to come today. So you're on you're on the big G, huh? Out yeah, there I'm, with the, 
I'm with the local legend. Who? Uh, oh, Hadley. Hadley Cole. <laughs> oh, you are indeed with a legend. You're with Snipe. Ro- you're with royalty, dude. I'm with a Gville sniper. I've been running the boat, but I think it's time for him to take over. So you are indeed, and Hadley also he got that he's got that radio uh, that radio voice. Oh, he got, does. He does. He'd be on that sports radio talking you, all kind of stuff. You and him are similar. <laughs> He's way. Hey, listen. Hadley wears a visor and pulls it off. <laughs> I could never wear a visor. He okay? does. He pulled. He kills a visor game. He's like Scott Martin with the visor. I can't yeah. pull that look. My bald spot. There's not will burn many up. guys that can. There's not no. many guys that can pull a visor off. But but think about when Hadley walks up though. You never go. Shouldn't be wearing a visor. You're just like sadly. You know what yeah. I mean? If I walk up or you walk up, they're going to go, why the hell Luke and Joe wearing visors? <laughs> they said he's got some TH ones, but they're all dirty. <laughs> Sponsor game. He's got some of them old school ones, too. I've seen, I've yeah. seen them, some of Bill Huntley, some of Bill Huntley yeah. visors. Mm-hmm. Well, so are you, uh, you just out there trying to see if you can still catch a large mouth since you're the small mouth king now? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I can, man. I'm not. <laughs> You know, you go up there and you you get pretty, you get pretty spoiled when your bait doesn't hit the bottom, and there's a fish on there, and so you come down, you know, you come back down to home and you get a little reality check. Yeah, you come to home where there were 700 boats that just fished the same stretch as your own yeah. right now yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not not near as easy. So you 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 definitely get off your uh, high horse. <laughs> Immediately, you're like, I'm going to come down here and show these Gunnersville bass. What's yeah. up? An hour later, no. you're like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, they just run from everything, whatever you throw out there. So It's amazing, dude. Uh, something that, that something else that's amazing that I read, I don't guess I realized this when I was keeping up with St. Clair. You won uh, the big bass every single round you competed in. You caught the biggest fish every single round. Every single round. It, that was <laughs> And what was crazy too about that to me, because I knew some of them were, I mean, I hate to use the word luck, but you know, the the first day that fish, that's the only bass I caught there and, you know, probably 20 walleye. So, I mean, you can call it what you want, but it wasn't like I pulled up to a hole that just had a ton of fish on it, you know, but that was the big fish of the day. But yeah, every day somehow landed a giant. <laughs> I love that you're like somehow. You've always been like that. You're like, yeah, all shucks. I don't know how this happens. I know. And well, just, but and 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 we are like, okay, Joe. It's because you're like a fish magnet, obviously. Uh, it's kind of working out for you. I don't know if you've looked at your stat yeah. line lately. <laughs> well, as you're throwing your Jay Lee signature series rod and reel. Right yeah, now. that's right. It's working. When they come, when they come off four different spots though on the yeah, player areas, big, you know, four different areas. I mean, you know, it wasn't like a one spot where I was just catching these monsters, but yeah. that was pretty cool. What uh, what is it about St. Clair and you though? Because you've had good runs there every time you've ever been there, and then you wore that uh, crown that time. With Zona. Yeah, that's what people know me from St. <laughs> the Clair. Sturgeon, the sturgeon, of course. The king. Yeah, the, I was wearing the king. Some stupid outfit Zona made me wear. 
Oh. It was the greatest moment in bass fishing history. I don't care what anybody else says. <laughs> it was. It was amazing. Yeah. It didn't make any sense, and it was beautiful. No. No, I, I can't remember what Zona was wearing. I was wearing the cape. He Zona had to do like these gold pants on. Gold pants. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I still don't gold know why. Pants. <laughs> uh, yeah, St. Clair, man. I, I was thinking about it after the tournament, and I actually fished five tournaments there. I fished an open there my first time there, um, and it almost came in dead last. Like, Interesting. I had no clue what i was doing like showed up kid from alabama i you know i didn't know what i was doing and it showed pretty you know showed on the results but you know then the the we had an elite there and i think the next year and i made the cut and then you know the the next time i went back and for elite that's that's when i you know was catching them pretty good and stubbed my toe the last day and then we've had i guess two mlfs there now um missed the cut barely the last time and this one you know know how it went down but yeah i mean it's it's kind of been mixed results but it's 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 treated me better i guess than not well i guess i'm thinking about the elite and then of course this bpt because you were just all over the camera the whole whole time but uh, you mean Jordan Lee has finishes in the like in your history? I didn't think you ever missed a cut. I didn't. Yeah, you go back. You you can go back. You can find some good ones in there. Some of those good one fifty. Let's call those. We'll call those Luke Duncan finishes that drive you to hosting a podcast. Hey, <laughs> I've had that, more of those than I've had the good ones. Hey, you don't have to go out there and sweat and maybe uh. <laughs> beat your head against the wall <laughs> that's true near as, near as much i do miss it but i don't miss that part of it i don't miss the beat my head against the I wall know. part of it uh so dude an- another stat that i just th- found was crazy and, it, and you probably know all this good uh pretty better than i do but i feel like maybe you don't because you probably don't keep up with it uh you were a bass fishing millionaire in 2020 and now in 2023, you're you're you just eclipsed over two million, dude. That wow! That, that, I just saw that. Like that's crazy for me to wrap my head around that you hit it just three years ago, and you've already stacked another million on top of that in earnings. I mean, would you like to sponsor Low Budget Live? Is my next question. You just yeah, swimming around all this on. money? Yeah, I think I'm coming on. That's my next step is starting a sponsor podcast. <laughs> You're gonna have to you're gonna have to lay some Jay Lee rods on just, the on the front right there with your you know your express. Yeah, that. just like just put a pile of them right here in front of me. Just you can yeah. just only see my face staring through the Jay Lee rods. I think. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think we can work something out. Have your people I think call I my could people. Sign up. Yeah, I think I could sign on with that. <laughs> just a pile yeah, of pretty, rods. Pretty crazy though, man. Yeah, it's been been good to me obviously but i mean i don't know it's it's crazy to think that for sure is it but you don't you don't plan on that coming into to bass fishing for sure i mean it's not something you're like you wake up and say yeah this is this is how much money i want to make doing this you don't you don't plan on making much but well do you do you ever sit back though and and you're a young man still but you've got this this resume with two classics and these BPT wins and AOYs and and you made the elite series early on and you you gave the classic hail before you ever even won it when you were still at Auburn and you 
I mean, dude, like, what's left? I mean, I know you just love bass fishing. It's like a, today, you just out there with Hadley dobbing around, yeah. and you're going to be doing that till the day you die because I, I know you. I know how you are. But, man, like, as far as the sport is concerned, I mean, do you see yourself doing this another 20, 30 years? Still just being this tournament? I mean, what does that look like? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Like, I, you know, I've just always wanted a career in this. I can't really see myself doing anything else. But, you know, all you can really hope for when you're a professional angler is to have a long career, you know. I mean, and yeah. make a living for your family and, like, make memories along the way. And, I mean, that's – you know, I don't, I don't go into a year. I mean, obviously you want to win tournaments too, but, um, you know, I feel like if you can make a living bass fishing, I mean, that's, that's pretty special in itself. Pretty freaking amazing. Yeah, man. Pretty amazing. So yeah. that's kind of my mindset. I mean, I'm not, I'm not one to, I mean, I may not be as big of a competitor as some of the guys, you know, uh, where I just like, God, I want to just, when so bad, I'll just, you know, run do anything. over a crowd of folks. <laughs> I'll do <Yeah>. anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not that guy. Like, I'm like, okay, we'll go to the next one, right? Yeah. But you just want to make a career doing it. And, I mean, I don't I don't see myself being so, – some of the guys' ages that are competing at our, you know, our level. Like, I, I don't – I think I'll be – if I could, if I could, if I could retire at a certain age, you know, when I'm older, and I, I say this is, you know, this has kind of been enough. I'll come out here at Gunnersville and fish the BFL and do something else, maybe. But yeah, for the long haul, this is where I'm going to be. Do you think that? Uh, I mean, I don't think anybody wants to be like Gerald Swindle. You don't want to be 117 years old and still out <laughs> yeah, exactly. there. You know, taking ice yeah. baths. Nobody wants to be like that. No. Just yeah, you don't want to be taking ice baths. That bass fishing. <laughs> But I'm on that. Hey, I'm on the path for that for sure. Oh, first we all are, dude. This sport yeah. just just wreaks hell on your entire existence. Yeah, uh, now you're mixing it, looking down at the freaking live scopes <laughs> and active targets. You're gonna have to do a, a ice bath for your neck. Do you think that it's harder now? I talk about this a lot on here, and I and and you've seen it in your short time. Even with all your successes, you've seen a lot of changes in the industry. I mean, obviously, the just uh-huh. going back to 2019, hell, our whole industry turned over on its head as far as pro fishing was concerned, right? I mean, it's just a, a lot of things have changed. But do you think it's harder now for a younger guy, like when you and your brother first came up in it, do you think it's harder now to actually make that living to feed your family with a rod and reel uh, than it was 10 uh, years 100%. ago? 100%. Yeah. Uh, 110%. I mean, it's it's crazy how hard it is. Like I wouldn't, I could, I just couldn't imagine coming in right now and starting all over. I mean, it would, I'm a, I mean, it really would be, I mean, extremely hard. You got all these different tours and just the price, of everything and just how hard the, the competition's just exploded. It's crazy. Um, it's crazy. It, it would be a hard time to come up and be like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to come out here. It's just not, there's just so many different avenues. Like we all know, I mean, MLF and Bassmaster opens hundreds, hundreds of guys fishing all these different trails mm-hmm. and man, you just kind of get lost in it. I mean, and 
when I was coming up, you had the FLW tour and you had bass and there wasn't a hundred guys, two, two, 300 guys trying to make the, the elites, you know, guys turning it down. I mean, now you got guys, I mean, they'd probably never do that, but it's going to say they do It's like you said earlier, they do, they'd run through a crowd of that gum kids to get an elite in yeah. mind, just to get to yeah. go pay entry fees. <laughs> yeah. You're 20 place and points. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, come on. You know, but I do remember just when I started going way back when I was nineteen and I fished the opens a couple of years, they'd have to call down on the freaking list to get people to go. Like it, it, you, they'd take the top five in the points. The hell, they'd call down to freaking fifteenth place sometimes to get people yeah. enough spots to go fish at the next level. And now you've got just so many. I mean, what a hundred and sixty or eighty started the year trying to get the through in the EQs and. And you see these dudes like a an Ish or a Bobby Lane mm-hmm. that that you know they left MLF to come go back in and dude Jason Christie made it look like it's easy, <laughs> but yeah, it's not, but no. but but even the year he did it, it was it was probably harder than when he first qualified by by long shot I would say long competition shot. wise. But now with the EQ format, dude, I can't imagine giving up. Being on the BPT, even if you, you disagree, whatever, wherever you're at and going, yeah, I want to get in the opens and yeah. try to get back to the elites. Like, cause dude, no money to be made. Like, it's a tough, tough damn road to hope. I looked, um, I, I was looking, I was talking to little Trey Swindle. You can run if you want the, to. The LOB the other day and uh, himself yeah. about the opens and things. And then I was looking at the tackle warehouse, the invitationals. And it's amazing to me to see that uh, there are going to be some guys. I think that might be it. Do you think that's a quicker path if you just fish the Invitationals and you fish all six in the Opens? I'm not saying an easier path, but a quicker path to the top rung of the sport, like you could get to the BPT through those Invitationals? I mean, yeah, both are both are obviously hard. Um, but, I mean, it – you know, I guess it's kind of comparing apples to oranges at this point. It is. You know, it's it's both are hard. Both you got to catch them. You got to put your time in, and um. So I mean, it's kind of whatever. You know, if the angler's not feeling it as much, I mean, you don't have to fish as many tournaments, I guess. Yeah. Um, in the in the invitationals, and so that may be a reason you probably maybe not spending as much money i don't know the entry fees you know and all how everything works out on both it pro- it's probably a wash that i, I think it's on probably that. The same. yeah just because yeah. i think the entry fees are higher in the in the invitationals but you only got six tournaments the payout's a little bit better but the entry fee yeah. is higher um than in the opens but but yeah but I, th- I do think you got six tournaments versus nine pretty good schedule live coverage i don't know i was just looking at it i was i was joking with trey and i said hell man that's a pretty good uh pretty good gig there yeah i mean i don't know honestly what i would do coming up if i had to start all over yeah, right if now like coming out of auburn again like what how do you pick yeah yeah how do you pick? what do you what do you do i mean you just got to pick one and you know see see how it goes really but i mean uh, the the nine tournaments and as many anglers that are doing it through the opens it's that's a that's a big bigger field i mean you know, I don't know. You just kind of got to pick and go with it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Of course, you win one, you go to the classic. They got that carrot. Yeah, for dang sure. But if you win, if you win on the invitationals, I think you go to Redcrest too now. 
I think yep. I think that's yeah, I think that's new this year. Yeah, I think I think that's a win and you're in thing too. So yeah, it's confusing. I always uh, and I I had that in my notes to ask you about like the path. Like if Jordan Lee's coming out of Auburn again, because you do, it's you kind of got to pick and see where you fit in. I guess mm-hmm. more than anything, what is and and I think because they're both doing a lot of good things, they're both doing stuff that. I disagree with, and I think a lot of people right. do. You know, it's not perfect, right? It's not a perfect sport. It's not – as long as we're all paying entry fees and all that at that level, it's never going to be perfect. Um, I'd like to see a lot of things change, and I, I know that, that you probably feel the same way on that, just as far as, like, payouts got to get better and blah, 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 blah. We can yeah. talk about that all day long. But I think for an individual, for a younger angler, if you're listening to a college angler, you just got to kind of figure out what path's the best for you financially – the time you got, yep. I don't think there's a shortcut to it necessarily, but I do think um, those opens are like Thunderdome. <laughs> Grueling is the word, Grueling. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, MLF, you know, we started off with the, the no entry fees. We went back to paying. Mm-hmm. A little bit, we're right? Back, yeah, we went back to paying, like, I think the year after we were paying the full, you know, whatever it is, 40000 I can't even keep up and I'm fishing it, but now we're, you know, we got back to, to, to 10,000 a year and, but you're not winning as much. So it's kind of, kind of the same deal, but probably yeah. a little bit better on them, but not, not much, you know, it's honestly probably about the same cause you're not winning as much, um, the house, on the, the lower house, end stuff, the house wins. And yeah, the house wins. house wins. Yeah. <laughs> but who knows, you know, I mean, yeah, I feel deep down, like if, in a couple of years, maybe we, we could get back to that, but I, you know, that, that shouldn't be a decision that somebody should make and say, Hey, I'm going to go fish this tour because of that. Cause you don't know what's going to happen the next year. You know, no, we, they can uh, all be one thing at some point. We don't know who, who no, you, knows. And anybody that says, I think Kyle Wilcher said it on this show. He said, anybody that says that they wouldn't take the money ain't ever been offered the money. <laughs> Exactly, a hundred percent. That was like my favorite Welcher quote. He's That's like, a good quote. He's like, they're lying, they're lying. Mm-hmm. He said they ain't ever been offered the money. All right, so I, I gotta, I gotta put you on the spot about this, just because I, I, yeah, I gotta put me ask. On it. I, you know, I gotta ask. What about this Cayuga craziness? All right, so what, what, yep. what's the Joe Lee take on Cayuga? Man, honestly, that was a probably one of the just the most nightmare tournaments that we could have had you know we could have had um for a couple of different reasons obviously going into it nobody knew that um thought yeah. it was going to be awesome you yeah. know you're going up north where you can't put tur- you can't put fish in your live well um and you know obviously we we can go out there and fish and weigh them and let them go and it's all good but it just doesn't set up <laughs> after we've all seen everything <laughs> catching the same fish over and over again i mean you do what you got to do to obviously uh if it's if it's per rules you know if you're following the rules it's all good right yeah but but uh, and and on camera i mean when you got you know they just didn't probably take that into effect and nobody else did i mean you think there'd be hundreds of fish and you catch them and they get a little harder to catch. But I mean, those fish got caught, I mean, just over and over again. 
and it's just kind of unfortunate that it had to go like that. But I mean, when it comes to catching fish on the same day, obviously hooking fish outside the mouth that we, you know, it looked like that. Yeah, it right. sure, sure looks like um, it on camera. Yeah, it sure, for sure. It sure looks like it on camera. I mean, that's not showing fish of, to officials. Even Marty Stone pointed that out, you know? Yep. Yep. That's when it, okay. It's like, all right, guys. I mean, you know, you walk into, I, I, I mean, I, Daniel Fennell, and you know how you've, you've fished a lot of tournaments with him. He's a great tournament director. Yeah. Um, I just think they get, these organizations honestly get, now maybe get put in tough positions when it comes to on the spot making or you know making a decision um i would have liked to seen that obviously being an angler and following the rules like a lot of guys were you'd like to see something happen um and it still may but it was just a honestly a train wreck as far as that goes I I, i was talking to wheeler and and he said we were just he said put in a bad spot a lot of guys are putting a bad spot and they got desperate and i and and he's not talking about like the rule the people breaking rules he was like right just the guys that felt like they had to go catch those fish the same you know the same fish a couple days in a row and he said yep. and you had five guys catching the same one he said it was just a disaster from that perspective you know and and yeah and more words or less that's kind of he and i were talking yeah the week after and he's like it, it was just a bad spot but unfortunately what i i hate is that you might never get to be in that situation again to catch big bed and smallmouth because that's to me is as much fun as you can have with your clothes on yeah um, it's, it's, it's a damn good time but this is it's gonna, awesome this is gonna mess it up though right from a fan perspective oh, yeah. People are just going to go crazy and scream and cry if, if you have another one. The the locals up there were pissed that y'all were getting to have a tournament before they could have a tournament, regardless of the format. I mean, and then you have the debacle from a – I don't know, man. I just – I hate that and, – and somebody – this was from an MLF employee says, man, we take – we take three steps forward and 40 back in a situation like this. And he said, it sucks because this year has been freaking awesome. Uh, obviously this didn't affect you in any way. Cause you won at St. Clair. But when I had Watson on for me, it was frustrating that the guys in question just got to show up St. Clair and go on about their business. And, and it's like, and there are a couple that made the cut, you know what I mean? Like as a competitor, if I'm in the event, I'm like, hell no, <laughs> you ain't fishing. Get out of yeah. here. You ain't here this week, Bubba. And I, I just, that that's frustrating. Uh, it, yeah, and it's part part of our format, us letting go. Obviously, if it was a normal tournament, but we wouldn't have got to fish at that exact time. That's right. Um, and it, it just been different. But it, that's the one betting smallmouth for our catch weight and release is just it's not ideal. And we yeah. we've, I think we all proved that. Um, and I you know I hate to see that obviously go away because like you said it's just a blast but um it's just not ideal to to have a tournament like that unfortunately well they're so stupid but <laughs> the fish were stupid some of the anglers were stupid I mean, yeah <laughs> it was just a stupid whole deal all and, the way around and i did i did a show and i know you and i talked about it but just uh like the desperation level and it is it's true man guys are not everybody's jordan lee and not everybody's Jacob Wheeler or Little Alton's killing him this year, leading angler of the year, and he's crushing it. 
And not everybody, and I, I was texting with little Alton, and I said, and I think I told you, and I told Wheeler, this is y'all's damn fault. Y'all beating the brakes off these boys. And you're catching them too good. good. Y'all catching them too good, and you're making them lose their damn minds. They're yeah. losing their minds I, over it. <laughs> I guess, man. I, I don't know it's, what it is. It's a pressure honestly. cooker, though, Joe. You know that. It's a pressure yeah. cooker. You're talking about beating your head against the wall when you're trying to get sponsors, when you're trying to just figure out how to – compete against guys like yourself and it's a pressure cooker for guys and we're seeing that now i mean we are yep. i think more than ever i think so yeah i mean i don't i don't i don't disagree with that one bit i mean it's it's unfortunate that it comes to that but like you said that's that's just what it's came to i mean it you know it, at least in that event it was you know i mean the desperation and um, you know, just want to catch them so bad. Well, and I think that but. in the situation sets up, it's like it's that temptation thing too. If you're not in that in that smallmouth situation, it's hard to like with the score tracker and everything. You're like, man, I need a five three uh-huh. for that temptation kicks in, right? And you're like, well, hell, I know where one's at. <laughs> yeah, and it's gonna bite, and it's gonna bite. And so if you're if you've got that little bit of devil on your shoulder and you lean with it you roll over there and pitch your cricket over there it's like oh look at this i hope this one yep. helps <laughs> and it, it was a, and, and here's what was crazy like i went down this stretch um you know up there the the second day and you know i couldn't catch a couple of them um because i, I guess obviously they'd probably been caught um because you know if they if they if they bought first cast obviously they uh probably hadn't been caught but when you're sitting there and they're running off and they're all skittish you kind of know what's up right but oh yeah you know then i'd catch a couple down this one stretch and i'm like well i don't know which ones i don't know which one i i didn't catch so i'm just i'm gonna go back down the stretch and that's just what i did but i I couldn't have gone back down that stretch i mean i could have easily gone back down that stretch and caught one and being like, dude, I don't know, honestly. Yeah, and, and, and been and been okay because you you weren't trying to be shady. You just didn't know. Yeah, but you took I, I chose not to and and whatever. But that's just kind of the that's that tournament in a nutshell. Like that's why that's so hard to even know. Like at times, especially if you had a stretch that were had a lot of fish on there were a bunch of them yeah mm-hmm. i don't know well I, i'm hearing that they're not that there may be one guy gets a penalty but other than that maybe not but we'll see i'm sure hopefully sooner than later we'll find out but y'all got uh one more left to sort it out can you win angler of the year points absolutely not okay so no you, I, you think you're out i'm out yeah which is which is okay i mean i didn't have like this i was in 16th in the points which is i mean that's that's great that's that's good but winning that one obviously bumped me up but there's you know Alton has been just on fire and i mean wheeler has two obviously minus one tournament which if he didn't have that tournament there's no telling how big of a lead he would have had but (laughs) that's a fact um still still a great year and i mean winning a tournament just means that's just that's pretty much everything. So like, hard to do, dude. Yeah, it's so hard to do. You want to be consistent and all that, but man, there's nothing like winning a tournament. Well, and you so. in y'all's format where you have the you fish two days and then everybody fishes the third and then the top ten go to the fourth. You see guys kind of lay off of them, 
once they have a, and you just, it, it appeared, I mean, those first two days, I mean, you yeah. just sacked them up. I mean, you just didn't let off the gas that much. And you, and you may have, I know you said you jumped around areas, whatnot, but I think in this format, it's harder to win because it does turn into a two day tournament, but there's so much strategy involved. Because if you're not there for those last two days, it don't matter anyways. So you got to freaking catch them. Uh, but I do think it's, it's, a, it's hard, hard, hard to win, obviously. Yeah. And like, it, you know, I, I found the fish that I won on the second day. I knew I was in the cut and then it was blowing a hundred and, you know, I knew what I had found, what I was catching and wasn't going to win the tournament. Right. I knew I could just tell it just, it was enough to make the cut, but so I just started just going, you know, practicing, which didn't even get to practice. So it was just kind of, and I stumbled across them and that's how I pretty much won the tournament was that second day. That's and that's crazy. why my weights was, you know, weights looked like it went up. It, okay. They did, but you know, I, I found, I found a new, new group of fish. And in that group, how many do you think were in it up there? Cause I'm always fascinated by that, especially with forward facing now. Cause yeah. St. Clair's weird. They don't, they school up, but they're hard to see at times. And, and now, yeah. but I've not been since forward facing. So it's, yeah, man, it's interesting. Like how many drum and, and, mm-hmm. and different fish, you know, I was catching, I mean, I was catching a lot of different species. I probably couldn't even name them all in here, but <laughs> I, you know, the, the fish were, when you catch one, you you know, you hit a waypoint and then you, you kind of get out of them. And like what I like to do on St. Clair's, you know, make a grid, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the, the thing you want to find is where you hit a couple of waypoints, you get back in that area. And, and they're good fish, you know, four or five pounders. And you get back in that area, you get bit again. So you kind of make a, some waypoints and you figure out like a little zone narrowing it down. And that's that's like what you want to find out there. Mm-hmm. And that's what I found was just that one little zone. And it, there was nothing different on the bottom. You know, it, it was basically nothing on the bottom. Um it wasn't anything you'd ride over on sonar and be like, man, they should be here. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's nothing, there's literally nothing out there. That's the most infuriating yeah. play thing about St. Clair. Yeah. There was some grass around, around this area, like a couple inches, maybe a foot tall in some places, but this area didn't have anything, but you could, couldn't even really tell, but you could, you definitely could pan around over there in that area and you'd see some fish and, you know, they wouldn't be like a giant school, probably be two, three, four fish. Um, okay. So it know, wasn't, you but, weren't seeing 50 then? No, 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 no. Not seeing a, a giant water fish. Not like know. them schools on Gunnersville you're looking at. No, right it now. doesn't look <laughs> like that. It doesn't look like that. <laughs> the ones but that... they would bite, you know, I mean, <laughs> crazy. 95% of the fish I caught bait it probably didn't get to the bottom and and they were all like almost gut hooked too really so they were literally eating it when it was coming down and swallowing it just no kidding. that quick that's that's terrible that sounds like no yeah, it was fun. Horrible. Horrible it time. Fun. you had a horrible time running 100 grand up there at st yeah. Clair. all right buddy i'm gonna i'm gonna get you on one more thing and then i'm gonna let you get back to hadley just because i, I feel like if you've given that man this much time on Gunnersville, he's he's probably got you in a bad shape. Like he's catching them. I feel yeah, like he's catching yeah. them right, he, right over he your shoulder. He hadn't yet, but I, I had him in a bad area. I, <laughs> okay. I don't know why I've been going. It's like ultimate match fishing. Fishing, you just put him yeah. in a bad area. Okay. 
Yeah, I put them in a bad area. Yeah, totally get it. I totally understand it. I don't. I don't think that with with you two in the boat together, I don't think there's a bad area that you guys have crossed today, most likely. But uh, so I'm just I'm getting to know your buddy Slick a oh, little bit yeah. here. And and Slick and I are a lot alike in a lot of ways. Uh, do you think he will need? I saw him make a video. Do you think he'll need a bodyguard at ICAST since he's decided to come to ICAST? Do you think that I he think might so. need? So I mean, I've been looking into <laughs> Orlando security. Um. <laughs> to you know to see if we can't um get a bodyguard on him armed bodyguard <laughs> yeah he may need it he he may need it um he i think may. he's prepared for that um he's prepared for that so at least he knows he's probably gonna have to you know we're gonna have to hire some for him down there i try to tell him look dude, here's the thing i've been doing this a long time i piss people off at times i make them happy at times and but but Slick does like to stand on, uh, like jump up and down on the on the things yeah, <laughs> on the things. He does. He does he, not shy away. I will tell him. I don't back off for much, and you know that. He knows that. No, but but, you, but he's full you, you, full force. He's full force. <laughs> he is full force. Alabama uh, Bass Council. The council. Yeah, I don't think he's worried about uh, what somebody says about him. Or I don't think so either. I, I don't think he is, from what I from what he I know. He's full sin. I, I like I like me some slick after getting to know him. I did. I got to uh, I got to do some live coverage on Wheeler during the ABT, and I pulled up on him, and he just like kind of hung his head, like, "Damn it, that's who they sent to do on the water coverage." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's a crew right there. It is a crew. Him and him and him that would be my top Tim. pick for tournament director and uh, <laughs> uh, tournament enforcer. Would be, me, would be Luke me and Slick, I don't know that I've got, yeah. listen, I got enough gray hairs and I'm losing my hair as is. I don't need that stress in my life. Y'all, y'all bass no, pros is a bunch of, y'all, y'all worse than a bunch of damn chicks at a hair of, salon bitching about that's stuff. That's what it's like. <laughs> hate you, to be you're never going to win that battle, by the way. Never. Never going to win that battle. No. Joe Lee, I'll see you at ICAST. I expect you to have my contract ready for the Jay, Jay Lee Low Budget Live Sponsorship. We'll have Kristen draw it up. Have Kristen draw it up. Uh, I'll have my people look at it. Deal. <laughs> All right, buddy. Tell get, Hadley get, I said get, hello. Get Joe to look at it. Get, get Joe to look at yeah, it. Yeah, I got I got a good lawyer. I have to I have to send him cinder blocks. <laughs> I pay him in cinder blocks for his brush piles that you follow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Joe Joe Lee, everybody, not to be confused with Joe Darrell. <laughs> Want to be a pro, there better call go. Joe. Jordan that's Lee, a, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, buddy. All right, man. See ya. Jordan Lee right there. <laughs> Getting the sauce from Joe Lee. The W sauce. Uh, oh, my goodness. That boy. Uh, I know we're all over the place. We, we tend to do that when we talk. But uh, – Find it interesting, you know, just that, that the level of difficulty. I know I beat it into the ground on here, but it is uh it's it's changing, man. It is. It's a it's a fast, fast paced sport, more so now than ever. It's easy to get left behind and it does lead to and I know I'm like week three talking about this, and I'm tired of talking about it to be honest, but the desperation level. People are thirsty, man. They're thirsty. They're so thirsty for attention. For winnings, I mean, you're talking to a dude that's got two mil and career earnings. Things are going well because he is one of, 
he'll he'll go down as one of the top ten greatest to ever do this. I really believe that, obviously. And when you're not that, and you're just kind of picking at it here and there and having a little success, but then not, it just kicks that desperation level up. And I think the situation for sure, those guys got put in that bed and smallmouth tournament, led to some shady stuff. But again, I've said it, if you're willing to be shady in that situation, what else have you been shady doing? And, uh, and Joe spoke on that a little bit there. And uh, I know he's pretty opinionated on on what happened. And uh, But he's, he's, he's not like me. He doesn't run his mouth. He's not like his buddy Slick. He doesn't run his mouth that much. But – Joe Lee right there on the podcast. And maybe we'll find out more at ICAST this week. I'm sure the the old uh, – I will get to see a lot of old friends and uh, I'm sure have some interesting conversations. I'll keep everybody posted. We got ICAST, and then we turn around and got the next MPFL coming up the week after that. So busy, busy, busy as always. Proud to be making a living in the fishing and marine industry. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Again, thank y'all for the well wishes, the birthday wishes, all that good stuff, man. It does not go unnoticed. I appreciate it. And we'll take y'all out, as always, with some Biloxi Blues. And I will see y'all after I cast the Game Changers. <laughs> see ya. Civil War ghost Helps well, if I turn the music on in the Any direction Lord I'll be fine It don't matter East or west North, south Wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway It does not know my name And I don't care No, I don't care And a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there